anyone who thinks that they can sidestep that, good luck. <laughs> It'll smack them right in the face. You know how they know that? These are all the people, by the way, that you connected with on LinkedIn and they send you a sales pitch, the next message. I call that the pitch slap. That's good, I like it. <laughs> yes, no, it's so annoying. I'm like, I can't even believe you forced me to open this message. I'm so annoyed right now. Welcome back to Scotland Talks, bringing you less stress and more success with the power of joy. You got it. I'm Ann Scotland. Thank you so much for joining me again here today. Please like and subscribe so I can keep this content coming to you. Today in the studio, I have someone you're going to enjoy. Matt Ward is here. Matt is a professional speaker, an author, and a business coach with an emphasis on bringing joy back into your business. So Matt is right up my alley. Hi, Matt. Welcome. Thanks for having me on the show, and I am uh, so excited to be here. Fabulous. Yay. I'm excited to have you here um, and someone else who shares in my passion for joy, and he has joy right in the title of his book, so I'm like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, let's just dive in. Um, before we do that, I want to ask um, our listeners to please like and subscribe so we can keep this content coming on whatever platform you're listening today. Um, so, so Matt, tell me about when did you decide that you wanted to bring joy into the business conversation? Well, I, I don't know the exact date or time frame. I, what I knew was that I, I owned a digital marketing agency for 16 years. And at the end of that run, I, I sold the agency to one of my employees and exited and, and when I started trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the remainder of my life, at that time, I was 44 years old, I thought, what were the things that I didn't really like about the digital agency at that time? And, and it really just came back to this idea. I, I loved being around people. I loved doing all of that. But I didn't like how the business had a hold on me. It had, mm. it had, mm -hmm. it controlled me in so many ways. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just one of those things where I just felt like there's something so wrong with this that small business owners, like I've always feel like they leave the corporate world and they go into business because they want three things, more money, <laughs> more time, and more freedom. But they don't get any of those three things in the first five years because they're chasing this, um, this thing that we think is small business ownership. Um, they think that they're going to get joy when they join this and create this business. And, and they don't because they struggle. They don't know HR. They don't know payroll. They don't know taxes. They don't know self-employment tax. And there's all these things we just didn't know. And so what ultimately happened was, as I started to unpack all of that, I realized, you know what? businesses are struggling to pay the bills whole you know solopreneurs are struggling to pay their bills they they're focused on paying the mortgage and the rent and the and, and caring for their children and and their families and they're in survival mode yeah and until we get to the level of a predictable income we can't actually turn bad clients away and that's where i really discovered this idea that if, if we could push clients away because we knew they weren't gonna, a good fit and because we had enough income coming in, mm -hmm. 
we would be happier in our business. And what if we were happier? Yeah. What would that produce? And so I just decided that, and all of this is interesting because it it came from like 2018, 17, 18, Mm. when I I wrote a book on referrals. And the idea is that you have, that you just literally care about people. Yeah. And you'll get more referrals in your business. That's mm-hmm. that's my zone of genius. Mm-hmm. And when I was traveling the country talking about this, I started telling people that I just feel like we should be able to high five everybody. And that's where that the whole book title came from. But then once you think about a high five and you think about this and I know COVID and everything, people are sketchy. They don't want to touch and shake hands and high five and all that stuff now. But just try this on for size. Think about this for a second. You're in a room, you lock eyes with a business person across the room. You start to walk toward them. You put your hand up for a high five. One of two things is going to happen. The first of which is they're going to high five. (laughs) But what is guaranteed to happen, regardless of whether they high five you, is that they will smile. (laughs) That's probably true. I was like, or maybe they get that, that look of fear first. They're like, yeah, yeah, what's going on, right? I'm not a, I'm not an interpersonal space type of person. I'm an introvert. I don't want to do that. But they're going to smile. Yeah. And ultimately, that is bringing joy. And I just believe that even if we don't exchange business, actual dollars with people, we can still do business and get referrals from people that make us happy and that we want to have Absolutely. succeed in business and they want to have us succeed. And that is joy. Absolutely. That's the essence of joy. That's a powerful thing. It's a state it. of being and it's a positive thing. I love it. And it's beneficial on both sides because networking in whatever form, whether it's in person or now more digitally, you're, you know, if you're really all in, you're helping them, they're helping you. I love mm-hmm. referring people. It's one of my very favorite things to do. I've spent more time writing introductions and referral letters just because if I've met someone genuine, if you know, they're not needy, but they're, I love their product. I'm like, I'm going to refer you. You don't even have to ask me. Like, I just love hooking people up that way in business. Um, so, and it's really interesting what you said about how tough the first five years of being an entrepreneur are. And I've been an entrepreneur most of my professional life in one capacity or another, um, and have had more than several businesses. So I think I keep restarting the engine, but this is it. This is it. I'm happy working now. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm, I'm like, I don't have the energy anymore. Um, but it's really interesting because, you know, those people who leave corporate America and really want to go out on their own and they have a great concept or service or product. And then they're like, oh, now I don't know which is worse, the monster I left or the monster I'm creating. Like, I just feel trapped between the two. I can't go back, but I can't go forward. I'm struggling to pay the bills. And I love what you talk about because it's about real life stuff. It's real life issues that people face. I mean, I think sometimes, and I'm in the wellness industry and there's a lot of really good people there, but there's also sort of kind of pie in the sky people where I'm like, no, let's talk about joy, but let's get real about it. Let's talk about it from a very practical standpoint, not just wishful thinking, but it can be real. So, so that is how you came up with the your second book, your, your second book. Yeah. And, and the title of your second book is. Well, and, and that book really just unpacks this idea of, of how do you actually build a business that you have control over that doesn't have control of you. It's about picking right fit clients. Yeah. It's about turning away clients. It's about 
incorporating other strategies so that you have more income coming in. Um, it's about being choosy and picky and, and things like that. And all, you know, ultimately I think it's just a way of being, it's a way of rethinking things. And too often I see this all the time, man, that, that, that people don't feel like they can get to that joyful place Mm. because they're chasing so many things that they think that they're supposed to be chasing. Yeah. The number one thing on that list is clients. And here's the funny thing. What if you just actually took a step back and did the calculations, did the math on actually how many clients you need? Yeah. That's great. Most of the time for many of us, solopreneurs and small business Mm -hmm. owners, it's not thousands and hundreds of clients. Oh, right. In some cases, it's 10 or 20. Mm-hmm. And, but too often, we just hear, oh, the hustle, the grind, the this, the that, the Gary V stuff. It's like, I couldn't even manage all of that if I wanted to. And why no. would I want to? No. And, and you end up um, payrolling a bunch of other people. Um, and you're all pursuing, but, but you're not, it's not always the most efficient way of pursuing, um, get, you know, getting or managing a bunch of clients. If you were paying other people to manage clients that aren't really going to pay you what you need, then you're kind of, it's a lose, lose. I mean, (laughs) you're not, you're going to be lucky to break even in the end. So, yeah, I think that's really fantastic. Um, so, um, I just definitely love to hear a little bit more about this. So as far as bringing joy back into entrepreneurship or a lot of people who are trying it for the first time because of COVID people who've left corporate America. Um, Tell us a little bit more about one or two of the pieces, either from your book or just from your thoughts here on how do you start building this different kind of business structure? So the first, the first thing I think you need to look at is what, what does joy mean to you? What, what you got to sit with yourself for a moment in peace and quiet and just inner introspective look at what is the definition of joy? I talk about that early on in the book for me and it's not money. My goal with money is not to go backwards to poverty where I came from. That's it. I I grew up in poverty. Um, I'm the youngest of three boys, the first to graduate high school and the only one not to go to prison. Wow. So the, you know, I went to a private tuition-free boarding school that was founded by the guy that created the chocolate bar, Milton Hurt. Oh, wow. Right? And a lot of people have no idea that he invented this school and created this school. Her, he is that in Hershey's, Hershey, Massachusetts? It's in Hershey. Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania. Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and so, and so that, that changed my life and set me on a path to, to not, not to be rich, but just not to go back to poverty. Mm-hmm. And so now that I have that covered, now, what's important to me? And what's important to me is quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I define that as, as freedom. Mm-hmm. I, I choose freedom over many, many other things. Mm-hmm. To me, freedom is a choice, but I define it in the book as doing what I want, when I want, where I want, mm-hmm. and how I want. Mm-hmm. What it really means is No one else has control over my calendar and the things I do except me. Mm -hmm. And that came from owning a business that had so much control over me 
that now yeah. I've kind of gone the opposite side. And yeah. I really do enjoy life. I, I said to somebody the other day, they said, hey, what'd you do yesterday? I said, nothing. And I found out I was really freaking good at it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so I pick and choose, mm-hmm. you know, when I work and how I work. Now, is working seven days a week a bad thing? No. If you want to work seven days a week and you consciously choose to do that, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. The problem I have is when you don't consciously make that choice, Mm -hmm. because now that's the business controlling you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we chase the money, I think that removes joy. And I think other people see us chasing the money and it, it just happiness just dissolves out of, out of the air then. Yeah. If you are chasing something else other than money, your passion, your family time, your freedom, whatever that might be, once you define that, you can start to build the business around that, which makes a lot of sense. And now what will happen is when you have a client, like in my case, freedom is important. So if I have a client that says, hey, I want to meet with you every Friday, mm-hmm. that's not important to me. Uh, what's important is that I don't work on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And so- uh, we can we can talk on Thursdays, mm-hmm. but if you need a call every Friday, then I'm not a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I can stand my ground on that, Anne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're like this is my this is how my business runs. I mean, this is how I run my business, or this is how my business runs. I'm not available on Fridays. <laughs> you know, just and it's um, I think it's created and and in my my listeners know I I talk a lot about work-life integration and what that looks like, especially now um, in COVID post-COVID world. And I think one of the frustrating things about that is when you now have flexibility because you're working from home, you get these, um, you get to treat yourself. You know, I happen to be up in the mountains at the moment. And if I want to go skiing for a morning and I clear in my schedule enough, I'll go. And it's great. I get exercise. I get outside. It's absolutely phenomenal. But what happens is then my feeling is, okay, I skipped a half a day of work. So I end up working till midnight or I end up working on my Saturdays and Sundays. So it's this really weird catch 22 between having freedoms you didn't have before, but then kind of feeling guilty all the time because you're like, gosh, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. Oh, this person's waiting for that. So yeah, we get stuck. And in let me give path. you the just position to that one. Yes, please. Is that when you fall into this place, like I have a freedom that, that working is, is not a chore. It's not something I have to do per se. I, I organize my time and mm-hmm. I live in Fort Myers, Florida, and can get a last minute cruise on any cruise ship I want that day or the next day. I buy the internet package, which is sufficient for Zoom. And I can do any meeting I need to from my cabin or from the Lido deck. What? And these are options that I can choose to take, especially if they discount them to like, I don't know, a hundred dollar cruise or something. Yeah, right. Just drive over to the port, which is two hours away. Get yeah, on the boat. Just go. And I'm good to go. That's and me. and when when you have that mindset. No, listen. I, I I respect the fact that not everybody can do this. I don't have kids. I'm not married. So sure. I, I this is not. I don't have those responsibilities. Right. I don't have to arrange a sitter for, for my pets or animals yeah. or things like that. And, and, you know, not everybody has that. And I recognize that, yeah. 
but you have to do what what can work for you. I mean, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you happen to live in Miami, you know that all these ships leave Miami. <laughs> like, okay, you know, maybe you want to do that more and that's the thing you want to do. Or maybe you want to be a digital nomad and you want to go to Idaho yeah. and ski in the mountains yeah. and then the next week go to the beach in Southern yeah. California. Right. Or then go to Tahiti or wherever. Yeah, exactly. It's totally chill. Like, as long as you can design this in a way that makes it work and you have the system set up, this this is all achievable. And I think people are starting to see it now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because of COVID, forced Mm -hmm. people in the work from home and Zoom became more mainstream. Now they start to realize, oh, wait, you know what? I can... Uh, maybe I have more control to design yeah. my life the way I want. Yeah, no, it's so true. And um, I know my husband and I, um, we don't have kids. We're both super career people, but we do have three dogs. So if we can find a dog sitter, but we do, uh, we'll often do kind of workations, staycations, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, uh, so like if he, he works for European companies, so we'll go over there often and then we'll extend our trip and just work. And sometimes you have internet issues. Sometimes you don't, but it's just great to shake up the environment. It was especially nice during and toward the end of COVID. I think our first big trip was September last year, you know, still complicated traveling. Um, but, uh, it was so nice to get out of the house. It was so nice to just like get different scenery and different food and different places. And we're like, Oh my word, (laughs) this is such a relief. And sometimes you're actually more efficient because you get out of your rut. You know, you get out of your normal TV viewing habits and certain Netflix shows don't work out of the country. And pretty soon you're like, I have to actually engage and be a normal human being for a while, which is really good, really healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And and, I mean, I I think, again, it's just about understanding what you want as an individual. And once Mm -hmm. you start defining that, which is, by the way, super freaking hard. Like I know somebody once said to me, wow, you really have spent a lot of time, you know, figuring out that freedom thing. And I'm like, yeah, I've got it all figured out. But I spent years thinking about Mm -hmm. how, what I wanted and how to execute that. And and then I started putting pieces in place. And, and once you know what it is you're pushing for, you can start to put those things in place. Yeah, sure. that absolutely makes sense. So um, so other than the travel, you know, the ability to travel perhaps, or even just shift your environment, um, it could be a close to home vacation, but just shaking it up a bit. Uh, what else can you suggest to people around their time management um, when they feel like they're just going 24-7? So one of the first things that I think people ask me all the time, how is it that you work so little or whatever? You know, how do you work four days a week? How do you work three days a week? How do you work? I just tell people, and I've helped people to do this before. One of the simplest processes is to actually just block off a half a day on Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you work that schedule without Friday afternoon for like six weeks. Yeah. And then you block off Friday morning. Uh-huh. I like and now that. you have the full Friday off. And so you've assimilated to what your work schedule is like. Mm-hmm. And then you move to Monday afternoons and Monday mm-hmm. mornings. And now after about maybe four or five, six months, depending on how, how rigid you are with this, um, you can be working three days a week. Yeah. Now, 
it's also about efficiency. It's about right. doing the things you need to do. I believe firmly in outsourcing the things I'm not mm -hmm. good at. Mm -hmm. So having a virtual assistant, having um, Upwork and Fiverr and these other tools at my, I, I'm a horrible graphic designer. I will play around with Canva a little bit, but if I spend more than five minutes on something, it's going to someone else. And I'd rather pay the five or 10 or 15, like, $20 to have that design than actually you know, and then, you know, when I published my book, it's self-published, but I didn't design the cover. I didn't do the layout. I wrote the book, but then yeah. I didn't do the editing. Right? right. So there's a lot of that stuff that I think people can outsource and they just don't think about it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so then one other key, which since this is one of your very central topics. So tell us a little bit how the word of mouth referrals works other than the obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so first of all, I'm a firm believer that you should never ask. So um, because it, it, it makes it look like you're begging for yep. referrals. Mm -hmm. If you just care about other people and give without the expectation of getting anything in return, you will start yes. to get referrals. You have to network. You have to connect with people. Mm -hmm. You have to tell people what you do. When you tell people what you do, you have to expect not to sell them that thing. I'm not on here trying to sell consulting for word of mouth referrals. It's not what it's all about. Right. Um, it's just about repetition and doing it over and over again. And the more you care about other people, eventually they'll care about you. They'll start to refer mm -hmm. you. Now, there's some co components that are involved there where you have to show up consistently. You have to be presentable. You have to have, you know, an understanding of, you know, you, can, you need to be able to articulate your business really, really well. Um, yes. But one of the core things is that most people believe that referrals come from clients and customers. And that's a hundred percent not true. <laughs> they actually don't come from in the service-based world. They don't come from your customers. Your sure. customers don't want to share you. <laughs> no, they want you available when they need. You're you. Right, exactly. So they come from your business partners, your referral right. sources, and those are people who are in, in a position to refer you on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So, for example, a realtor and a mortgage professional. Right may not buy a house together, yeah, but they're serving the same customer. Yes, exactly. So you need to be on networking calls asking to get introduced, not referred, but actually to get introduced if you're a realtor to other mortgage professionals, mm -hmm. if you're a mortgage professional to other realtors. Yeah. And, and so what you need to do is build out who your partners are mm -hmm. and your referral sources are, and then double down on your relationships with those folks. Nice. And then that will in fact, increase your referrals on a regular basis. That, that totally makes sense. So, um, so as far as your own business, then what kind of clients are you looking for and what's your core service? Sure. So my, I have two services I offer. One is one-on-one -on -one coaching. The other is a group coaching program. It's $49 a month service-based business professionals. These are people that need to build relationships with people. So we have an HR consultant in, in our group coaching program. We have a web designer. Um, we have a graphic designer and we have an accountant. Um, so these are the types of people that show up every month for a two hour call mm -hmm. to be, to get ideas and then go away for the month and then come back next month and get held accountable. Right. Nice. Uh, hey, did you do that? Did you do networking? Did you work on your, your pitch? Did you, did you do one-to-one -one calls with people? Did you build relationships? Mm -hmm. Tell me how it's going. Let's fix it for the next month. Then I do one-to-one, -one, which is a, uh, you know, really just digging into the business. Sometimes we'll do a little bit of business coaching there, but typically that's just to move the, the 
so that we can free up time to mm. do the relationship building activities that we need to do. Nice. Um, so I work with a social media management company. I work with a video videographer. Mm-hmm. I work with a real estate broker who provides me to all of their agents free of charge to their agents as a recruitment and retention tool. So I'm their on call business coach mm-hmm. for their real estate practice. Nice. Well, that's amazing. So those are the types of things I do and, and, and how I help people. And I really just coach them along this process of building relationships, you know, you know, where are your contacts? Where do they exist? Are they in a CRM? Are they in a spreadsheet? Or are they just in your phone? Uh, right. How do you yeah, follow or do you up? have how any? You, yeah. I, well, so in some cases, these realtors have 200 contacts and I have to explain to them how 200 contacts is not enough. They need yeah. a thousand. You know? Yeah. Because not all those 200 people are going to be selling a house this year. Or never. Forever. <laughs> like they yeah. might be in their house for 30 years for sure. Right. Yeah. That's so true. So um, all of that said, which is really fantastic and so helpful, if you had to pick one thing that people could implement in their business life today to bring them more joy, what might that be? Handwritten cards. Wow. Yeah. When you, when, you, when you try to write handwritten cards to people, first of all, you go from the inbox to the mailbox. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, you're going to get more referrals because you made someone feel special. Mm-hmm. So that helps. And then number three, when you write that card, you feel special. Yeah, that's true. So you're channeling that joy out to other people and you're raising your level of joy throughout that process. And and so it has this, you know, major trifecta approach to it. And it works really, really well. I'm a firm believer that you shouldn't use branded cards. You should never put your business card in there because it makes it about you. Yeah. You put a heartfelt message in there, either blank cards or... A custom card from a custom printer, which is like a Facebook photo of something you did. So mine is uh, my side-by-side ATV from Idaho, Mackie, Idaho, where I went in 2015 for a big ATV festival. So when that card shows up, you go, oh, wait, he's a big side-by-side enthusiast. That's pretty cool. Now you learn something about me that's not just business related, it's personal. That's amazing. That's in so if you like to ski. Oh, yeah. Picture, ski. Yes. Are you skiing? If you like to hike, picture you hiking. So it's if about the sunset. personal relationship, not the business. So yeah. it's all about, which I'm sure is a whole part of what you teach, like building those personal relationships. Yeah. And then the business will follow. Because we don't do business with a business, we do business with people. Yeah. And anyone who thinks that they can sidestep that, good luck. (laughs) It'll smack them right in the face. You know how they know that? (laughs) These are all the people, by the way, that you connected with with on LinkedIn and they send you a sales pitch, the next message. I call that the pitch slap. (gasps) That's good. I like it. (laughs) Yes. No, it's so annoying. I'm like, I can't even believe you forced me to open this message. I'm so annoyed right now. Like, If you're just surrounding yourself with like-minded people, that's what's going to bring you joy more. And so these folks that kind of somehow get through the fence, they immediately will run back out the fence because yeah. they realize they're not in the right place. And yeah. so just ignore those people and the noise and just keep doing you and yeah. you'll be fine. You yeah. Know? And some of those people, they're just playing a numbers game and there's nothing yeah. intrinsically wrong with that because they know if they send out a thousand of these messages, maybe they'll get one meeting. But, you know, just getting all those email addresses, just all that work 
And then just, I think, feeling inauthentic about the way you reached out. You build some kind of relationship with someone over time. You don't have to make the sale today. You start building the relationship today. And you'd be surprised how many people will start referring you and connecting the dots, which is just amazing. Well, I love- Remember, you need 20 clients now. You need 20 clients next year. Yes. I'll never forget this one guy, David Averin. He's He's a speaker. When he reaches out, cold email out about to conferences about being a speaker um they say oh we're all set for this year and he says no problem Uh, i'll check back in next year and his methodology is i have a mortgage to pay this month i have a mortgage to pay next month i'll have a mortgage to pay next year next year i'm just gonna keep you know you know building the relationship over time and i think that's exactly the approach we have Mm -hmm. to take Mm -hmm. with some of these things is it's investing in the long term and it always pays off Yes. And then those become trusted relationships. And trust is such important. You know, everybody's heard that people do business with who they know, like, and trust. And I actually believe that that's not really true. People do business with who they know, like, trust and care about. Yes. So it's the caring component that's missing in these pitch slaps and all these other things. And it takes time to build that caring component along with the trust. And so if we do those things, we're going to be better off in the long run. And just have a more joyful experience, feeling more authentic using our time better, making really great relationships and making more money. You can't really go wrong with that. So thank you again to Matt Ward for being with me here today. And uh, Matt, what's the best way for people to find out more about you? Sure. So I'm uh, Matt Ward Speaks on all the platforms. My website, mattwardspeaks.com, Facebook, Matt Ward Speaks, Instagram. I'm out there wherever, wherever you can find me. Um, you can find my book at highfiveeffect.com or also on Amazon. The referrals book is out on Amazon as well. It's called More Word of Mouth Referrals, Lifelong Customers and Raving Fans. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great to be on the podcast with you, Anne. I greatly appreciate it. And as I always like to say at the end of every video I do on YouTube every single week, <laughs> don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five. High five. I love it. Thank you so much, Matt. And for all of you listening and watching today, that's um, spelled just like it sounds, Matt with two T's and Ward, W-A-R-D. So um, check him out, check out his books, more information. If your business needs a shot in the arm and you just want to feel like actually getting up in the morning and going to work, check out some of his techniques. Again, I'm Ann Scotland. You are listening to Scotland Talks. Please like and subscribe to keep this coming. You can find out more about me on my website, annscotland.com. Uh, also, my book is on there on Amazon. You see it here behind me. I've given you some book tours recently and I will give you another one soon. Thank you for joining us today and uh, pass this podcast along if you found it helpful. All right. Have a joyful day and be well.